My name is Joshua Reeves, and I'm here to introduce a brand new podcast called Leaders on Leaders. What is Leaders on Leaders? It is a podcast for all things leadership. We're going to talk about for this discussion, leadership being uh, how to inspire and motivate teammates so that they can uh, work towards a common goal in a strategic visionary manner. We're not going to talk about management, which is, um, for this discussion, uh, how to get results from people using processes and procedures and checklists and, and that kind of detailed focus. So today we have a honored guest, Doug Van Meter, spelled with a V, who is a senior vice president of George Butler Associates. So that's a mouthful, so we're going to refer to them as GBA for the day. And they are an architectural and engineering firm. So, Doug, would you please introduce yourself? Sure. So um, I've been at GBA for 24 years now. I started actually as an intern. Um, so I went to K-State, the best school in the whole United States. For our United States viewers, what? which K-State? This is Kansas State, just there to clarify. Go. Um, architectural engineering program and um, again started here as an intern and kind of worked my way up in the ranks um, just by focusing on what needed to be done what needed to what was not working and trying to figure out how to start making it work better um, kept progressing kind of same focus stayed focused on what clients were looking for what was working for them what wasn't working for them and um, over, over a period of time, ended up being principal in the mission critical market and then grew into board of directors and now senior vice president. So same type of thing, just doing a little bit, uh, a little different focus along the way. Excellent. So how long have we known each other though? We have known each other easily seven or eight years, but we've been closely working together on leadership initiatives for, I would say, Sounds about right. All right. Yep. Good. So, so we're kind of we got a ringer here today. So, um, <laughs> so today's leadership Q and A, we're going to cover two things. One, what does leadership look like in the A and E industry? And two, how can young people grow into leaders and uh, pursue leadership opportunities in the A and E world? And how do they hone their skills? So. Two different real, real focuses here, so we'll dive into the first one. Doug, you're on the hot seat. What does a leader look like in the A&E industry, architectural and engineering It looks industry? like you already have notes of what you want me to say. That's semi-accurate, but... What if I don't say those things? We're here to talk. Okay. Let me have it. What do you got? The biggest problem with the word leader is it means different things to everyone, obviously. Um, like you were talking about with manager before, supervisor, there's a lot of different words that mean a lot of different versions to everyone. And so that's been my struggle with that word and, and all those other types of words like it. Um, it's always meaning different things. And so diving, asking people what they really mean by leader is, is always an, an issue for me. But um, I see the biggest thing with a leader is, is looking for the opportunity of how things could be as compared to what they are now and then working on building that team and um, to actually strive to the future. Future focused. Very much so. Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, as I 
as I think about your progression through your career that I've that I've observed, it it went from being a typical architect and engineering practice where you're focused on details, you're focused on designing things and, and working uh, working away with your teammates to design a building, design a solution. But what I've seen you do is veer out of that role and, and set aside some of that detailed work and focus more on the people. And you spend a lot of time, which, which I uh, admire and appreciate, you spend a lot of time talking to people. I would say 80% of your time is spent talking and coaching and mentoring people. And maybe only 20% of your time spent doing actual uh, detailed, busy work. I the, almost, the fam- said, the family I almost is, said doing work. Yeah. <laughs> the family suffers for that because by the time they get home, I don't want to talk anymore. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've seen you go through, that transition of setting aside the management duties and focusing more on the people. So tell me a little bit about your, your perspective on, on how to work with people, groom people, um, mentor, coach, inspire, and motivate people. Yeah, so for me, it's it's been trying to understand the other other person first. Um, if you don't understand where they're coming from and kind of their baggage for that day, that month, or, or just past history, um, having that communication with them and having it be effective is, is never going to work. Communication. So uh, listening is, is always kind of where I'm starting. So kind of, you know, starting out with where, how their mindset is that day. Um, at the same time, just building on all those past conversations, I may be in a space, a place ready to move forward with an initiative that they've only thought about for three, two, three minutes. They're totally not ready for that. So I need to acknowledge I got to slow down. To be fair, Doug is actually telling me that because I'm super guilty of doing that. So yeah, that is a problem. Message received. Uh, <laughs> message received. So. You said two things there that, that uh, I think are critical to point out. One, communication, and two, listening. So in my mind, I, I picked this up. It's an old Chinese proverb, I think. Well, this will be great. Um, it's an old Chinese proverb, and it goes like this. 95% of the world's problems boil down to... Communication. Communication, that's right. That is reasonable. So the thing that we work really hard at here uh, in, in the GBA group of companies is active listening skills. So that's, we believe that's a huge part of our uh, communication style and improvement and growth. So you, you hit on two critical things about leadership, listening and communication. So another one that recently has been coming up is, and I don't have great language for it, so maybe you can help me with that, but it's trying to um, you know, identify that, that issue or that problem, but then keep working with the team to actually get it to the end, rather than planning out the first part and then just letting it vaporize and never move forward with it. Yeah, yeah. So leadership also has to do with not managing your team, but monitoring your team. Yeah. Empowering them and then and then getting them to come back to the table with solutions and progress and being able to monitor them. And that's but, the painful part for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's the hard part because um, as a leader, you have to follow up and make sure you're monitoring progress but not the important thing is not managing them and telling them what to do. Empower your empower your people so that they can um, 
take on bigger jobs and be more successful and and what you just said there that's a shift from how a lot of the world operates absolutely and so um but it's really effective and and staff retention and just growth opportunities for sure it's definitely the right way to be going so key point on this topic and and you you were just talking about the rest of the world operates this way so the way we talk a lot about leadership is because and I'm going to use engineering uh, for this for this conversation. Josh always makes fun of engineering because he's on the construction side. That's right, and we so. hate each other. <laughs> so I used to say before I before I started working uh, hand in glove with engineers, I used to say because you're a great superintendent in the construction world, or because you're a great project manager in the construction world does not make you a good leader of people. So now that I'm surrounded by engineers, I say, because you're a fantastic engineer, that does not make you a leader of people. That just makes you a really detail-oriented, fantastic engineer. So it may mean that you're also a great leader. It could mean that, but... It's just not a guarantee. To be determined. What do you... you, So I'm going to veer off of our two questions because what you just said there... Uh, made me think of something. So, do you think leadership is a uh, born with trait? That's a tough one. I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. I've been trying to grow grow various teams. I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, there's there's some that some of it is just just innate, just built into people. But it definitely can be grown or can be squashed depending on the environment, and so um, yeah, I think I think it's both. But there needs to be that spark of that type of mentality um, to be able to start growing from that. Yeah. If that's not there at all, it'd be really tough to to pull to create a great leader from that person. Yeah, I would agree a hundred percent. Some people have have some innate qualities, some innate traits, but uh, I think that takes some honing. And so now I'm going to make fun of engineers again, just for a second. Thank you. Is that, is that all right? Soon I'm going to come up with a great construction <laughs> joke. I'll give you some. I've heard them all. I'll give you some. Okay, give me one. One. Uh, how do you know a contractor is lying? Because they're talking. Their lips are moving. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to tell a little joke about how do you know which engineer is introverted or extroverted. Okay. You ready? I'm so, ready. I hope I don't mess this up for those of you who've heard this. So when you pass an engineer in the hall, the extroverted engineers look at your shoes, not their shoes. Nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that being said... You're not going to make any friends with either of those shoes. I know, I know. Uh, so that being said, I think... I think part of, of the innate qualities of a leader have to do with their ability to speak and be comfortable speaking to others, being able to communicate with a variety of different people. Um, I used to say when I was a young project manager in the construction world and people would say, what does a project manager do? I would say, wear a lot of hats. We have to communicate with people from the C-suite all the way down to the, uh, the guy in the field that's that's working with his tools and if you can't communicate top to bottom and and back and forth in a very uh quick and and efficient manner then you're you're probably going to fail in that role so 
being a great communicator, uh, first and foremost, will lead you into uh, a leadership position, would, would you say? completely agree. Even just as I was starting out, just fresh from Kansas State, <laughs> um, trying to figure out how to talk to clients um, you know, that, that are in the office as compared to talking to the guy installing the conduit uh, out in the field, you, you have to have that wide range of ability to communicate with both and, and bond with both yeah. to be able to move, uh, move whatever forward. Yeah, I would agree, I would agree. Any other comments on question one? Anything else come to mind that we need to no, I don't kick so. around I think the table? I'm good there. Okay. Okay, we're ready to move on to question number two. Are you ready? I am. I've okay. got my number two pencil ready. Okay. Um, the next question is, how can young people grow into leadership roles in the A&E world and, and that feels like there's some honing of skills and sure. traits and those kinds of things. So I guess I can talk a little bit maybe about how I did that and see if you if, see if that makes sense for others too. Um, as you're doing each of the various jobs that you're given as a young, young um, engineer, doing those, just starting of doing those to your best of your ability pretty straightforward people say that all the time but it totally is true and actually owning that actual that task trying to use the resources around you um, so so as you're starting out you're you're leading yourself um, from there you start to lead other people in in your discipline so if you're an electrical engineer you may have a couple other electrical engineers working with you so you um, by doing technical uh, work you're doing it in a way that um, that is leading a very small team and then just kind of keep progressing from there. So th that's how I've been approaching um, the technical part of engineering that has then just naturally transitioned into full on of leading people. Okay. What do you think you can coach them on regarding how they communicate? With, and with and all of that comes down to communication. Okay. Um, so for yourself, when you're just leading yourself, it's being honest with yourself. Well, what are you actually good at? And what is probably not the things you should be doing? Yeah. And so trying to figure out what to peel off and, and have others to do, because you either don't have the skills or don't have the desire, or don't even think that, that way. Yeah, yeah, that's, desire is a great word. So you can, you can take somebody that's been doing the job for 10 years and doing it really well and loves what they do and promote them into a higher level. And if they don't have the desire, if they're not willing to adapt and change and kind of recreate their, themselves and how they operate to, to go to that next level, then then you're kind of sunk, right? And well, the could be, could be sunk. Exactly, and the yeah. funny thing is everyone thinks what they don't like doing is what everyone else doesn't like doing, and that's never the case. There's always someone else that likes to do the thing you hate doing. And so yeah. trying to figure out what that right fit is throughout your entire career is perfect. And being vocal about it. Yeah. Not in a, not in an angry, aggressive way, but... Just, not like a contractor. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in an engineering type of way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a rational and calm, communicated way. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay, so... In light of the young people question, we have a guest star. Should I say guest star? A guest. I think she's a star. Okay, a guest star. Her name is Taylor Latham. She's a new grad or a recent grad. 
So we're gonna let Taylor introduce herself and ask some questions that Mr. Van Meter and I can address. I'm Taylor Latham. I went to Mizzou and got my degree in mechanical engineering, and now I am a mechanical designer here at GBA. What advice would you give a new hire on transitioning their leadership experience in school to being a new hire at this company? This sounds like one for you. Can you read Can you the question? Back that far? Yeah. Can you read the question one more time? What advice would you give a new hire on transitioning their leadership experience in school to being a new hire at this company? Excellent question. As I think back, uh, as I think back, easily one hundred years ago. Yeah, when I, was, I was guessing when I was in school. Um, so I played some leadership roles in school. I was. Uh, homecoming chairman and we had parades and floats and displays and so uh, I worked with my dear friend Paul Sook we were co-chairs and um, that because you couldn't become king that's correct okay I just yeah. wanted to check yeah um, <laughs> so I used that ability to, to communicate with a bunch of different people and, and different uh, goals different projects and because it was so much and I was taking a full load of school, I didn't have the time to micromanage people. Uh, so I kind of just encouraged them and motivated them. So I think taking that uh, experience and moving that to uh, my career transitioned nicely, but that's, but I'm, but I'm also yeah. somewhat, um, able to wear all those different hats of communication and, and uh, I don't know from a young engineer's perspective if that kind of leadership I think there's translates. a lot of parallels for sure there. So. Um, the difference is you're coming into a different environment and so in college you come across as you know as you, you stay at college for a while you're kind of the expert um, at, from a student perspective and then as you transition into the work environment, you're not the expert again. You're starting over as a freshman. Yeah. And so, um, but but, you, but you're a lot smarter freshman than you were last time you were a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, by doing that, trying to stay humble, um, utilizing those skills, but in a way that realizing that the people around you probably have been doing that for a pretty long time and may have some really good thoughts on how to do whatever that the thing is that's trying to be done. Um, but at the same time, it could always be better. So yeah. it's how you're presenting those ideas that, that they're coming across as possibilities or have you tried rather than this is the way we're gonna do it. Um, and that will then grow your relationship with what will become your future mentors also. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, I think being able to be comfortable, not knowing everything, being able to ask lots of questions and then at some point when you've asked lots of questions, being able to transition that into coaching and mentoring your teammates uh, and, and the people around you, um, I think that's what really stands out to me as I think of some of our young leaders. They ask lots of questions, they don't, they don't assume they know everything, they're humble. Um, and then once they have, have grown in their career and their knowledge base, I see them helping the other young engineers around them and, and coaching them, but also speaking and communicating at a higher level. 
Yeah, and then to add on to that, a big one is being able to speak your mind in a way that people can actually receive that as well. Um, everyone's got great ideas, but a lot of times in the engineering field, if it's not related to technical ideas, um, people may feel like that they shouldn't share them or don't share them. Yeah. Taylor, what is your next question? How do you know someone is ready for a leadership position or role? How can someone show you they're ready? That's a great question. Um, the biggest problem we've had with that, I don't want to start out with the negative, but starting out with the negative, is trying to clarify what is leadership position role. It's how we started at the beginning of this. And so a less experienced staff member has an opinion of what that is as compared to um, a, a senior leader has an opinion of what that is and trying to get on the same page of what that actually means has been the way for that we've been in mission critical market the most successful with that. Yeah. So trying to actually really talk through, tell me more about that. What do you mean by that? Can you, can you expand on that? All of those open-ended questions to really get to the bottom of the, you know, the five whys, get to the bottom of um, what each party is actually meaning is, is a great way to start. Yeah, I would, as I think about that question um, and how we can tell when they're ready to transition into leadership roles in the construction side, as you see project managers, they're in the details, they're in the weeds, they're, they're working on building the building, working with the subcontractors. And you can start to see after they've done that a few, few years, you can start to see some of them continue to go to the next project and, and be um, working the details. And some you can see taking more and more opportunities to coach and mentor other people. And I think for me, when I think about somebody being ready to go to the next level, they're building teammates, whether they're on that particular project or not. They're communicating and building a rapport with people. And I, I think um, uh, two E words come to mind. They, they start to display empathy yep. and emotional intelligence. And I, I believe that as they grow in their career and they start to develop the ability to communicate differently and show emotional intelligence to deal with problems and they're monitoring and coaching people to do more and to be challenged more, that's where I see their their transition from being a, a detailed manager to a leadership transition. And and to be clear, there are there are roles in your career where you're doing right. Both. you know you're twenty percent manager, eighty percent leader, or you're eighty percent manager, twenty percent leader and and that's that transition where you're moving out of the details and into the motivation and inspiration of, of others to get them to, to be empowered and thrive, right? Definitely. And to even go a little bit different direction to expand on that, when you start getting glimpses of people looking at the bigger picture, looking about how these two or three jobs um, impact the client's budget as a whole or the client's opinion of, of a company as a whole um, or if they're starting to look at how um, you know mechanical engineering staffing big picture actually all meshes together that's starting to get quick glimpses that they've zoomed that they have the ability to get out of the specific technical skills and actually start taking on 
um, bigger leadership roles. Yeah, you just said something that I say all the time. Let's zoom out for a minute. Let's zoom out for a minute. Definitely. Let's look at the bigger picture. Yeah. And, and some of that is a skill that has to be taught, and some people are just great at doing it. So it's a little bit of both on that. So it's, it's, for some people, it won't come naturally, and it's always um, important to try to see if that's something that can be taught. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, trying, but your comment earlier about some people are really good at one thing and not so good at another. Yeah. Leadership is that way. If you're really good at zooming in and you struggle to zoom out, then you may not be a leader and, and maybe you thrive and enjoy being zoomed in and that's okay. Yeah, that's I, think okay. The, I think the key word there is may. It's not a guarantee, right. but definitely something that needs to be looked at a lot more in depth. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Thank you, Taylor. Excellent questions, and we appreciate you coming on board. In summary, if we can summarize the important takeaways from today's Q&A, I, I heard communication and listening. Definitely. Huge, right? What was the Chinese proverb? Something about 95% of the world's problems. Okay. Communication and listening, probably the biggest. We talked a little bit towards the end about emotional intelligence and empathy and having those human skills for that kind of aids communication, right? Right. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway may be, drum roll, the biggest takeaway may be not everyone is cut out to be a leader, just like not everyone is cut out to be a fantastic engineer. Definitely. Right? And there's nothing or wrong. Or a contractor. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with being a fantastic engineer and doing great work and, and thriving there. Right? Or a contractor. Or, or, thank you. Or, you know, evolving into a leader. So I, I, I think those are kind of the primary takeaways. Would you agree? Definitely. Okay. Yep. Um, so fantastic discussion. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. It's been great. Yeah, we hope this will be a series, not just with Doug, but with other people. Um, so thank you for participating and stay tuned for our next special guest. We appreciate you watching.